What's up, guys? Welcome to a bi-week edition of Chargers Weekly. An unexpected buy, but here we are. And coming up, a Beat Writers Roundtable. Daniel Popper of The Athletic, Jeff Miller, LA Times, Gilbert Manzano, Southern California News Group. We're going to look back at the first five weeks of the season and what the Chargers need to do to get back on track coming out of the bye, starting against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's get right to it. Here's our Beat Writers Roundtable. Well, we haven't done it all season. Uh, Beat Writers Roundtable, Daniel Popper, The Athletic, Jeff Miller, LA Times, Gilbert Manzano, OC Register, Southern California News Group. Gentlemen, I wanted to do this during a, a bye week. I didn't think the bye week was going to come in week six, though. How are we doing? Doing well. I, I kind of need this bye week myself. I'm ready to go on vacation already, Chris. I, did you, do you have plans, though? That's the thing. It, it crept <laughs> up on everybody. It didn't give people time to make plans. You know it's 2020. You can't make a plan. Uh Pop, I had up, plans. I was I was supposed to go home and see my family for the first time since January over the bye week week whatever week nine whatever it was supposed to be, and now I can't go see my family. So thank you NFL. <laughs> Jeff, what did um, you have? Were you going to Cabo during the bye? What's going on? Uh, I was going to go see Pop's family too. That was the weird thing. <laughs> he, he didn't know that that was going to be. That Listen, was be I, a big surprise. He was. You're always welcome. I was going to. I was going to open the door. It really surprised me. So People uh, should be traveling far and wide to have my mom's eggplant parmesan. It's that good. Everybody's going to Pop's family's house at some point. <laughs> well, guys, two things, I guess. Nobody really expected the Chargers to be one and four at this point. I think it's safe to say. And uh, then Justin Herbert. Uh, I, I think they found themselves a, a franchise quarterback. Let's go just around the horn here. Pop, just your, your overall thoughts through the first five weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my biggest takeaway is that they've found a franchise quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and he's only going to continue to get better from here on out. Um, the one thing that has surprised me about Justin Herbert is just, and, and we talk about it in the press conferences and, and when we're just chatting among the media, you know, he has been outstanding against pressure and outstanding against the blitz, and, and that was the biggest knock on him coming out of college from all of these draft experts that scouted him. You know, he had a tendency – to his, his decision-making would diminish and, and deteriorate a bit when he was under pressure and under duress in college. So he's gone ahead and turned what many believe to be his biggest weakness into what has been his biggest strength so far as an NFL quarterback. I think you have to give a ton of credit to Justin himself for putting himself in a position to make those plays and obviously doing it on the field, avoiding pressure, rolling out and making plays to his feet. And but also I think the, the Chargers coaching staff also deserves a ton of credit. Uh, you know, quarterbacks coach Pep Hamilton, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen for you know, putting him in a position to be successful this early in his career in a part of his game that maybe he wasn't as good at in college. Gil, the fact that he, he's spreading the ball around too, I mean, obviously you, you see Keenan and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry on Monday night, but, but the week before, guys who had never played in a game, right? Ty, Tyron Johnson, Donald Parham, uh, Jalen Guyton, the guy who hadn't played up until this year. Uh, he's elevating the play of those guys, and he's also hitting the, the Pro Bowlers. Yeah, that's the impressive part for me that he's kind of getting everybody involved. He's kind of a point guard out there. With all the injuries, next man up, he's going to get those guys to contribute. Uh, Parham, Tyron Johnson, they're all getting their first career touchdown. I think Jeff tweeted out, oh, who else wants a touchdown? I got you, just Justin Herbert. <laughs> but, you know, it, it just shows that he's kind of playing like a, like a veteran. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of with Pop. I'm surprised how well he's playing against pressure, his accuracy, his timing, the rhythm. Everything he's doing has really surprised me. We all knew about the tools, the arm strength, the mobility, but could he, could he read a defense? And he, he proved it right away against the Chiefs. And it's just crazy how far he's come from training camp where I, I thought he wasn't really ready yet. I thought Tyra Taylor was the right way to go, but obviously I was wrong. 
Jeff, what about you, man? First five weeks. It's just been incredible that he's played so well and they can't win. It'd be one thing if they were even two and three, but I mean, they, it's almost that game the other night. It's almost, how's that happen? How does this team keep having these games? It's remarkable that he has been this revelation literally around the league. He's been the rookie sensation more than Joe Burrow, more than anybody. And they haven't won a game. (laughs) Yes. He's his own forts. It's, it's really incredible. And I, it's, you know, it's the old thing. People want to say, well, that's the Chargers being the Chargers. But it is sort of that idea of, like, how, how does this happen? And it's, it, it's really remarkable. He's played so well, and yet they still have not won a game for him with him as the quarterback, not for him, with him as the quarterback. It's, it's incredible, really. Yeah, you know, you could talk about the competition, playing Brady and Breeze and Mahomes. But the fact is you had two 17-point leads uh, in back-to-back games against uh, opponents on the road. And it's been these second halves where they just haven't been able to close. And, you know, we saw this last year, but we didn't see it in 2018. They won all those games in 2018. So, Jeff, I I guess I'll go back to you. We'll go back around the horn. What do you think they need to do? Because we saw it two years ago, whether it was in Seattle or Thursday night football in Arrowhead. Uh, They found a way to win close games. London, Tennessee. um, We just haven't seen it the last year and a half. Well, Joey Bosa said it this week. It's, it's probably just as simple as they're not making plays. And I know that's a kind of a – it sounds stupid or it sounds really simplistic, but that really is what it comes down to. It's like a, in the NBA, if a guy – if they're not make, making the shot at the end, if a guy can't make that shot, you're not going to win. And the guy makes a shot, all of a sudden you're a clutch team and a clutch player. They just have not been able to find somebody to make those plays. If you remember 2018, a lot of those games it was a different guy. It was a different guy tipping the ball at the end. There was, it was a different guy making the, the key first down. It, they had a lot of contributors, uh, and it, was a lot, it wasn't always one guy doing it. It was a bunch of different people. And right now they can't find one guy to do that. The other night it could have been Michael Badgley. If he makes that yeah. kick, you know, who knows where the season might go from there. What, you know, who, it's just it's – just, I think it really is that simple that they just have not had anybody able to just make that one play. And the other night it almost looked like – they touched on to Mike Williams. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's going to be the play. And, of course, they just, they just can't finish. And I, I really do. I don't, think it's any, I don't think it's any great mystery. I think it's just they, they need somebody to make a play. And, and I do believe there is a, a sense of if they can – you know, I do, I do buy that. If they can get one of these, that maybe they start to feel a little better about themselves and maybe they react differently the next time. Yeah, they, they say winning comes in bunches. But, but Gil, you know, he mentioned Badgley uh, – that was four points left on the field the week before that fumble right before halftime go from 17 to 10 um that one play in the Kansas City game they, they led it till the final gun had Justin Hunt thrown that interception and just ran for the first down maybe we're talking about them beating the Chiefs in week two as well yeah and that's the thing about Monday night there weren't any turnovers it was it was a missed field goal a missed extra point so it kind of feels like it's something new every week and for a while, it was those turnovers, uh, those crucial ones. But for Justin Herbert, it, it was nice to see that he, he didn't commit any turnovers. Uh, I know Jeff asked about that one reckless play before halftime, uh, but it wasn't an interception. So he's kind of learning on that. But it's, it's just these key crucial times. Like in, in the Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes ran on, on third and 21 and third and 20, converted against Drew Brees. He converted a, cu- a couple key third downs. It's just when, when, it, when it gets to when crunch time is going and, and you need the best play, they're not getting it done. The defense is kind of – Again, a little tired. It, it just seems like it's a lot of Justin Herbert, but also it's a lot of injuries. I, I hate to make excuses, but the injuries are going to catch up and they have the last couple of weeks. 
Pop, we talked about offline about the bye week coming now versus uh, whenever it was. Was it week 10, week 11 for the Chargers? Was it supposed to be? Yeah, I think it was week 10. Week 10. So, so it comes earlier, but when you have this many injuries, um, I guess it's a good thing to, to, to get some guys back during what is looked at as a, as a softer part of the schedule. But you have two division games coming up in, in the next uh, three weeks, and this team hasn't won a division game in a while. So uh, coming back, what does this team need to do to, to regroup and, and kind of get back to some winning ways here, starting against Jacksonville, man? I mean, it starts with getting healthy, right? I mean, at, at, when overtime started on Monday night, there were 13 starters that were either out or in Joey Bosa's and what Mike Williams' case limited on, on a snap restriction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the NFL, it's about winning in the NFL is about two things, okay? It starts with talent, and you have to have talent on the field to win. And the Chargers don't have their best talent on the field right now. And the second thing is what, what, what Jeff and Gil have both alluded to, you have to make key plays and key moments and that includes avoiding mistakes in key moments. And you can go down the list from, and Gil did it a little bit of just all the times in key moments where they just haven't made plays or they've made huge mistakes. I mean, if Michael Badgley hits from 50 yards, we're not having this conversation. It's over. We're having a completely different conversation right now. We're talking about how they won the turnover battle. They did everything Anthony Lynn wanted. They executed and they won the game. And, but it's that, it's the, the narrative will switch that quickly when, when, you, when you don't make a play in that key moment. Another key play, and Justin has played outstanding football and I want to I want to preface it with this but he had KJ Hill wide open on that third down throw and he missed him he just straight up missed the throw if he puts that throw out in front of KJ Hill he probably runs into field goal range and maybe they tie it up and and, and they extend overtime and and you know go back to the the turnover in the Bucks game you go back to the turnover in the Chiefs game the, the the near pick six at the end of the first half against the Panthers I mean it's just all these mistakes or not making plays in key moments and, and, and it's exasperated by just the lack of talent on the field right now. When you have inexperienced players on the field, you're just not going to have the same type of execution, whether that's along the offensive line, whether it's on the back end on defense. And that's why you're seeing these mistakes is because you have inexperienced and less talented players on the field. And it's learning how to win, too. I thought Coach Lynn brought up something interesting. He said Linval Joseph talked to the team. And in 2011, the Giants, they had lost four in a row uh, in November and December. They ended up being a wild card team, went 9-7, would the Super Bowl beat the Patriots? I'm certainly not saying the, the Chargers are going to have that same formula, but I think it's just a reminder that there's 11 more games in this season. Um, there is a manageable part of the schedule left, and you just have to seize the opportunity. Yeah, Bob, I'll go back I'll to you. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I keep going back to just, just getting healthy, you know, because right now the, the protection issues are, are just not having – three of your starting offensive linemen. If you protect a little bit better, maybe you can throw a little bit more on first down and you're not playing that type of ball control offense in the second half that allowed, uh, you know, the Saints to get back into this game. Um, and so, you, you know, it starts there. Get these guys healthy and back. And, and you know, Anthony Lynn has proved as a leader in this league that he can avoid sort of a team devolving into, you know, a, 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 a negative a negative record and, and getting into that 4-12 and 5-11 and range. He's proven the ability to end losing streaks and turn a team around. Um, but it, it comes back to getting your talent back and executing. Gil, I interrupted you, man. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say the schedule. I kind of lost track of the schedule. It got rearranged, but I think the same teams are, super, are still coming up. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Jets, uh, the Broncos, all teams you could beat. So they could potentially, you know, go, you know, 500, four and four. I think Joe Bosa said today, all they got to do is get to 500. So it's possible. They should have won that game as the Panthers. That was a winnable game. I know the Panthers are a little better now, but it just seems like, 
these games that you, you must win, you need to win. They got to do it in the next month. And luckily for them, they have a bye week to do it. Uh, sorry about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one, th one thing I'll add here, though, is that I, I'm not too worried about who their opponents are. Like, that to, to me is not a big deal because they're going out and they're competing with really, really good football teams. I mean, they should have beat the Bucks. They should have beat the Chiefs. They should have beat the Saints. These are, this is the creme de la creme of the NFL. And so, you know, I don't look at it as they need, they need to play weaker opponents. It's, it's all on the Chargers. Can they turn this around and start executing in key moments? Because if they do, they can beat anyone in the league. They've proven that. And Jeff, they, they've lost these four games by a combined 18 points. And, and Pop brought up that stat. I mean, it, it's amazing when you think about that. 13 starters who are either out or limited going into overtime. I know that there's injuries across the league. And, and the last thing coaches and, and players want is to use that as an excuse. But my goodness, man, like we were just at Jack Hammett Sports Complex watching Drew Tranquil flying around making tackles, watching Darwin James just making ridiculous plays, Melvin Ingram intercepting Justin Herbert. All these guys have been out, and I, I just wonder if they get a couple of these guys back, they win a game, they get a couple more guys back, they start to stack these wins, maybe this season can be turned around. I think you guys are all right, and it's, uh, it is interesting because you want to think – you know, this team won five games last year. They're one and four. My God, they're going to, you know, this this could end up being three and 13. But but they were hammering Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. They were hammering the the ramp, the Saints in New Orleans. I mean, they were just beat. They were they were crushing them. And mm -hmm. you have to finish the game, obviously. But what my point is, I don't think you get leads like that against those two teams just by chance and just by some weird random you know, it's, it's not randomness. These guys are good. I mean, they actually have a pretty good team. And we, we just – they're not getting the results. And I think the one thing that uh, you, everyone's kind of alluded to is these guys will keep playing hard for Anthony Lynn. I, they, don't, they don't quit for this, on this guy. So I think they're going to continue to play hard. And I think – I do think there's a chance they can turn this around. I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. But I, I don't think this, – this isn't a – I don't think this is a three-win team either. I mean, they have – just look at the other night. They they still were in that game. Once Keenan Allen went down, they were really limited on offense. Let's be honest, okay? They they were they Justin Herbert. I will guarantee you was in that third quarter thinking, "Where am I going? Like who who can I who can I trust? Who, who's going to make a play here?" And they were still in that game, and they still could have they still could have won that game with as limited as they were. So. I, there is there is hope there. I mean, if you're a Charger fan, is this isn't a situation where, where you're in the you know it's the Jets or somebody where you're just the team's giving up. It's over. Forget it. Let's just get to the draft. I mean, they, they this, these guys win or lose, it's going to stay interesting, and they're gonna they're gonna compete and they're gonna play a lot of close games. And I do think the it, it's gonna it, it, they're gonna continue to be a story even if they they don't have the success that their fans hope they would have. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, this team, you could look at the 1-4 and 0-5 and records around the league. Well, one of the things that this team has is, is they are fighting, and they are in every game. Where you look at some of these other teams, like uh, the, the two New York teams, where, you know, it seems like those guys are just, you know, they're, they're playing for 2021 already. I mean, I, I think there's enough veterans on this team that have been through some adversity, whether it was 2017 or, or a guy like Linball who's on a team that, that lost some games during a stretch. Heck, everybody during the NFL has – these games sometimes, don't they feel like – and I feel like for the writers too, man, it feels like a, a, a loss on Monday Night Football is like a 10-game losing streak in like the NBA, right? I mean, because you, you hear about it uh, all week long from, from fans and, and the players have to answer questions about it, the coaches. 
Uh, it's just it's crazy how the the NFL each week feels like it's just a huge weight on your shoulders. Especially when you when you stack four of them in a row like this, you know, yeah. and all of them have been one score games. I mean, at, at the end of the day, this is a mystery that, that people have been trying to solve in sports for centuries. You know, what does it mean to be clutch? You know, how does how does a team become clutch? How do they how do you get a team to perform in key moments? Some guys are just good at it, but no one knows. Like, is it is it a player's mentality? Do some guys just just meet those you know situations head on in ways other guys don't? But that that's why you when you ask a coach, why, you know, when we ask Anthony, why are you losing close games? He's like, you know, I don't know, but you know, it's probably execution. But at the end of the day, like this is something people have been trying to solve forever, and I think part of it is just a cultural thing. You know, like when guys are, you talk about 2018 and just I remember talking to guys last year in the locker room about what was different in 2018, why they were winning close games and they were losing them in 2019. And they said it's like a mentality. Austin would say this all the time. You know, we felt like in 2018 when we were in those close games, we were going to make the play and win the game. It wasn't an yeah. if. It was we were going to do it. And so maybe it's a mentality thing. But if it was as, if it was as easy as sort of pinpointing one thing, as Anthony said, then people would have been doing this in sports forever. And, they would, and, and there would be, you know, a simple solution to winning cl close games and performing in clutch situations. The problem is there isn't, and it's elusive. All right, Charger fans, quick break to let you know that this season Pizza Hut, they're hooking it up with the Bolts of the Hut bundle deal that includes an exclusive Chargers poster. For $14.99, Chargers fans will receive a large three-topping pizza and a Chargers poster. Right now, it's the Austin Eckler poster that's available. Collect all six posters throughout the season. Visit PizzaHut.com slash deals to see if your local Pizza Hut is participating in the LA area. Offer is available for pickup or delivery while supplies last. How about this? With, with so many injuries on this team, which player is the most important in coming back? And I know there's multiple guys. If you could only pick one, starting against Jacksonville in a couple of weeks, Gil, who do they need to get back? There's so many. Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I will say Austin Eckler, but the offense is, is doing pretty well. So I'll go Melvin Ingram. I think once Ingram went out, Jerry Tillery and Eugene Uso weren't as effective. You needed that that second wave. You needed that depth. You needed Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa you know, creating havoc in the trenches. I think once Ingram comes back, and also hopefully Justin Jones, you bring that, that eight-man rotation again and you start – you know, pressuring guys like Joe Burrow and uh, and Patrick Mahomes. So I think you really need Melvin Ingram to kind of be help you out up, up top. That's a good one. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, that uh, Gil is right. There's so many. I think right now the Chargers would take anyone. Just give me one. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who. I guess, I don't know. Gil's right. I mean, the offense is doing right. I'm going to say Eckler, though, just because he – he can do so much and he's he's you know he's the one guy on this team that uh we've seen you know you can give him that little screen pass that he can bust it and be gone so i would i would say eckler but it like you know honestly i, I offer up any of those guys right now and i think the Chargers would say we'll we'll take any one of them anyone who can come back no question popper what about you yeah, you know, I would lean Eckler, but I'm going to answer with with Brian Bulaga. Um, they need to protect the quarterback. It's influencing so much of what they do on offense. Because if you can protect Justin Herbert, that gives you the ability to maybe have some more drop back passes on first down and be a little more creative, move the pocket, more play action. You can trust that your protection is going to hold up. Right now, they don't they don't trust the protection, and that means they're going to run the ball on first down every single time, and they're going to be very predictable, and they're going to you know it's going to happen what happened on Monday night. You're going to average 1.11 yards per carry on your first downs. It's like not because teams are expecting it. You need to be able to mix things up more. In order to mix things up more, you need the protection. And Brian Bulaga was playing at a really high level 
uh, before he got injured. I think, you know, he only allowed one pressure before he got injured. So you're talking about a sturdy presence on the right side there that will protect Justin Herbert and open up this offense. For me, that's the guy, either him or Trey Turner. You know, in the Chargers case, that you know, in, in their opinion, they just want both of those guys back so they can get some semblance of a starting line here and get some cohesion and get some pass protection. But for me, it starts in the trenches uh, on the offensive side and getting that protection back in, in Brian Belaga. Yeah, one on one a with with Turner and Belaga. Herbert was hit yeah. twelve times too. You just you don't want him to get hit as many times for as mobile as he is and and how he got out of the pocket and made plays. He still was hit. Uh, that many times so you want to eliminate that as much as possible but but all of those guys that you mentioned you know the Chargers were are hoping to get them back here over the next few weeks so uh, we'll see what happens as the as the season rolls on this team tries to get some wins and get some guys back in the process Daniel Popper Gil Manzano Jeff Miller uh, the first of the regular season but this will not be the last my friends we will do this uh, I think we're going to try to do this every week as we get rolling the, the fans want it I'm going to deliver it. So appreciate you guys joining it. Looking forward to it. Hey, Chris. Sounds good. All right, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to my guys, Jeff Miller, Gil Manzano, Daniel Popper for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. A new episode of Better Half up this week. Also, Playmakers, Haley Elwood interviews Judy Batista. Check that one out as well. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. I'm Chris Harry.